after I first announced just two weeks ago that Father Joe was in the hospital with a very serious sickness, I stepped down from this ambo and I turned up this aisle and I locked eyes immediately with this image of St. Joseph. It's an image of St. Joseph carrying a miniature model of our parish, St. Bede. And I saw that image, and in that exact moment, I don't really know how to explain it other than it just kind of happened to me. I just knew, like right then and there, no matter what the future held for us, no matter what happened to Father Joe, I just knew that the Lord was telling me point blank that we are in good hands, that we're in good hands. And that has been my meditation ever since. St. Joseph is protecting our parish family. He is our spiritual father, and he's guarding us, and he's carrying us. He's holding us very, very close right now, especially now with the horrible reality that is still sinking in that, that we lost our pastor. It's extremely serious that we lost Father Joe. And as we grapple with our grief and absorb that shock, and we feel all of those things that always, that always we have to work through every time we lose someone that we love, anger, confusion, sadness, pain, just this, how could this have happened? All of that stuff, through all of that stuff, I find myself returning over and over and over to this powerful image of St. Joseph holding, holding our parish. We're still in good hands. We're still in good hands despite everything that's happened over the last two weeks. As our gospel account this weekend tells us, God himself placed into the hands of St. Joseph his two most precious treasures, Mary and Jesus. Joseph had already been betrothed to Mary, but they had not yet moved in together when she was unexpectedly and inexplicably found to be pregnant. And now we're pretty numb to this, this fact of history. It doesn't seem all that surprising to us now because we are sitting here 2,000 years later and we've been pelted with Christmas music ever since Thanksgiving for our entire lives. We've been, we've been kind of numbed to this reality. Maybe we're just too familiar with it. But imagine when that bomb first dropped. Wait, Mary, my bride, is pregnant? And it's definitely not my child. What happened? How could this be possible? Now, we're not entirely sure what was precisely going through Joseph's mind when he first received that shocking and overwhelming piece of news. But some very reliable saints argue that, that actually Joseph never once doubted Mary's complete and total innocence. I, I follow those saints. I think that that's really what was going through his mind. A few saints even go so far as to suggest that St. Joseph had some intuition deep down of, of the mystery that he was, he was in the presence of, and he felt himself completely and totally unworthy totally unprepared to take the least part in it. 
At any rate, whatever was going through his mind, all we really know for sure is that Joseph found himself in what seemed to be an absolutely impossible situation. And so being a just and righteous man, as we heard in the gospel, yet unwilling to expose Mary to shame, Joseph resolved to divorce her quietly. St. Joseph does most things very quietly. The silence of a virtuous, humble, resolute man of God who just takes responsibility. In that quiet little act, we can see great mercy and gentleness towards Our Lady, despite all of the appearances of what could have easily been interpreted by St. Joseph as this incredible injustice against himself. He instead chooses to dismiss her in such a way that, that somehow both honored the law of God, but also tried to keep her good name intact. And it was a pretty solid plan so far as natural man-made plans go. But then St. Joseph decided to go to sleep. And he took his little nap, and an, an angel visited him in his dreams. And the angel said this, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. In other words, God was telling St. Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary and, and this little baby into your hands, Joseph. I'm entrusting you with a great mission, Joseph. It's so much bigger than anything you could possibly imagine. You are going to be the guardian of my two most precious treasures, Mary, the mother of God, and Jesus, the savior of the world. Emmanuel, God, him, God himself, God with us. He's going to save the whole world from sin and from death. What the prophets foretold so many hundreds of years ago is happening right now in your lifetime, Joseph, in your family, in your home. The virgin has conceived and she will bear a son. He's my son, Joseph, my only begotten son. I'm placing him and his mother into your hands. You take care of them. God must have trusted St. Joseph a lot in order to do that, to place the culmination and the climax of all salvation history into this young man's hands. If God trusts St. Joseph so much, then why shouldn't we? I'm convinced that as our beautiful statue so, so kind of poignantly communicates, I believe that St. Joseph, the guardian of the Redeemer and most humble and chaste spouse of Mary, is holding our parish in his fatherly hands right now. He's guarding and holding our holy family of St. Bede, and he will not drop us. We're in good hands. We're in really, really good hands, and we have nothing to be afraid of. So trusting in that, we as a parish family can take the time and the space that we need to grieve, to be very sad, to enter into tonight's vigil and the funeral tomorrow 
with that, that solemnity that it is due to slow down and to pause to remember all of the amazing memories that we have of Father Joe, our pastor, our Joseph, Father Joe, Mojo. We can reflect on all of the joy and all of the encouragement and all of the humility and all of the jokes and all of the good-hearted teasing that Father Joe constantly brought to each one of us over the course of his 42 years of ministry on this planet. We can lean on one another as we go through this difficult process of mourning and healing. We can take it one step at a time, one day at a time, with faith, hope, and love alive in our hearts because we trust that we're in good hands. We're very used to seeing St. Joseph depicted in paintings or in sculptures as holding the little baby Jesus, right? Oh, it's so cute. We see it all the time. It's everywhere. It might even seem a little bit trite. But there is a profound theological lesson for us in that image. Because by our baptism, we are in Christ. The church, we believe, is the body of Christ. And each of us individually, every single one of us, is a member of Christ's body. We can each say with St. Paul, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. We are his presence in the world. Jesus is alive in us by grace. We've been, as our second reading this evening said, we've been set apart for the gospel of God. And, and now we're called to belong to him, as St. Paul says. And he belongs to us. We are in him. And he is in us. Now, if all of that is really true, then when we look at an image of St. Joseph holding the little baby Jesus, we are also somehow mysteriously looking at an image of St. Joseph holding us. We're in good hands. Yes, we are in the middle of a very terrible crisis as a parish, and none of this should have happened the way that it did. But it did. We would have changed it if we could. What do we do now? Well, I think we can take St. Joseph as a model. Pope Francis talked about this in his homily earlier today in Rome. As you may know, the Pope has a great love and tender devotion for St. Joseph. And I think the best thing that Pope Francis has done in his pontificate up to this point was when he proclaimed the year of St. Joseph back in 2020. At the height of the pandemic, when, when the whole world was going through a crisis, we entrusted the whole church to our universal patron, to St. Joseph. In his homily earlier today, the Pope reflected on St. Joseph's crucial role in receiving Mary into his home, even in the middle of a crisis, even in the midst of all that confusion. St. Joseph, he says, quote, experienced his world falling apart all around him. And what was he supposed to do? That's a good question for us. What are we supposed to do when we feel like our whole world is falling apart? Should we, quote, give in to negative feelings like anger or isolation, the Pope asks? No, he says, this is the wrong way. Instead, he goes on, 
we, like St. Joseph, need to attentively welcome surprises in life, even crises. Now, that's a really hard pill for us to swallow right now. I don't want to attentively welcome this crisis, and I don't want, if I'm being honest with you, I don't want to trust God with this whole situation right now. How are we supposed to do that? How are we supposed to be attentive and welcome surprises even in the midst of a crisis? How can we possibly welcome this thing, this reality that we as a parish are going through? How can we find joy in this moment? Well, let's listen to the, what, the rest of what Pope Francis has to say. God opens crises into new horizons, perhaps not as we would expect, but in the way that he knows how. And these, brothers and sisters, are God's horizons, surprising, but infinitely more grand and beautiful than ours. God opens up the crises into new horizons, and he makes them even more grand and beautiful than we could have ever made them ourselves. The perfect and the most definitive example of this, when God transformed the worst kind of crisis into something infinitely more grand and beautiful than anything we could have created, it's right there. It's the crucifix. It's the cross. The cross is a truly awful thing. But when Joseph first said yes and accepted Mary into his home, he accepted the cross into his home. He accepted into his home those seven swords that would pierce Mary's immaculate heart. They would pierce him too. The cross is how Jesus takes care of everything. It's for the healing of the entire world. It's what he was born on Christmas in order to accomplish for us. He was sent in order to lay down his life up there on a chunk of splintery wood. The parish of St. Bede's is on a cross right now. But we do not and we will not despair because we know that that's not the end of the story. The resurrection is real. And we, we know and believe that God can transform suffering and bring, it, bring about healing and deliverance. We're in the hands of St. Joseph, the patron of the universal church. Yes, we're in the hands of him whom we say is the terror of demons. But even more importantly, we're in the hands of Jesus. Father Joe is in the hands of Jesus. And those hands of Jesus are pierced through with nails out of love for us. Those hands can forgive sins. Those hands can heal. And those hands can and have already raised the dead. So I would say, yes, we're in very good hands. <laughs>